You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? Welcome back. It's your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this Monday episode, I wanted to remind you guys that winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to another fresh week here at the Locked On Rams pod. This is going to be our final week prior to the Los Angeles Rams kicking off their training camp which does start on the 28th, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Is the 26th or the 28th? Either way, that's going to be next week. So this is our final week, technically, without any actual football going on from training camp. Obviously, going to go into the preseason and then from the preseason right into the regular season. So we're right around the corner from the NFL now coming back. And of course, we're trying to get through our training camp positional preview series Finally, taking a look at the defensive side of the ball, our first group up is going to be the defensive line, and that's what we're going to talk about on this episode, deep dive into the defensive line, introduce the new names on the roster, along these positions and on the line, and then also you know, do a little recap of how this position group performed last year, as well as what they may be able to do going into this next season, and it is quite a big unit, which is why we're going to have to dedicate this entire episode to taking a look at it, so in this one, we're going to dive into the interior Defensive linemen and the edge rushers, which are technically linebackers in a 3-4 scheme, but still, they do everything that a defensive lineman would do, an edge rusher, so we're going to group them in with the defensive line here, and of course, everything always begins with Aaron Donald, number 99, the guy, the man, the one that's going to always carry this unit, we know that, but you know we don't need to spend a ton of time talking about Aaron Donald, we all know who he is as a player to this point, and you know it's the guys that are around him that are either going to make or break this unit, because Number 99 always finds a way to show up. When you look at the other interior defensive linemen, in my opinion, Sebastian Joseph Day should be the starting nose tackle for this team. A very, very good player there and a very quick developer. I mean, this guy, in my opinion, has developed into probably a top two, top three run stuffer in football right now. I think he's arguably the most underrated player on the roster and one of the most underrated players in the entire NFL, and he's finally going to get his chance to start, so I'm really excited to see what he can do on this roster. Next to him, Ashawn Robinson, probably taking over for the departed Michael Brockers, who was, of course, traded to the Detroit Lions in somewhat of a salary dump type of move. Now, Robinson didn't really get to play much last year. Of course, he had the whole COVID situation where he kind of opted out, but not technically came back, you know, halfway through the season, and he didn't really get to play all that much, so we didn't get to really see the best of Ashawn Robinson or really a full season or a fully comfortable Ashawn Robinson, so it's going to be interesting to see how he does this season. Now, those guys, I think, are going to be very solid. One of the best interior trio of linemen, defensive linemen, I should say, in the NFL. I really do believe that. The other guys outside of them is where things get interesting. Leonard Floyd and Obo Okoronkwo, in my opinion, are probably your best edge rushers. And those are the two guys that are likely going to see the most snaps at those spots. And outside of them, you got Terrell Lewis, who I wouldn't say he's proven yet, but he's probably the next man up. After that, things get very interesting. Some of the new names that the Rams brought in, of course, a few draft picks, fourth round defensive tackle, 
Bobby Brown, who is very similar to one of those no-stuffing Sean Robinson types of players, Michael Brockers, along that line. He should fill in a lot of that depth and reserve role, maybe get a few snaps coming off the bench. Of course, former fourth-round pick Greg Gaines, another run-stuffing first lineman who, again, a nose tackle by trade, another guy who can really swap in on that defensive line in a rotation with all of these guys. And I really don't think the Rams, their run-stuffing efforts are going to fall off much. Now, the one player that's in a bit of a unique spot, not really a true edge rusher, so to speak, not really an interior defensive lineman, probably a bit of a tweener, is Ernest Brown, the fifth-round pick that the Rams just drafted in this prior draft. And again, he's a bit of a tweener, probably going to play where Michael Brockers did on early downs in that five-tech role, and then maybe kick out to the edge spot a few snaps and then maybe a little bit at defensive tackle on pass rushing downs. Not 100% sure what they're going to have planned for this guy, but a unique talent and a very stout player like Bobby Brown, the guy who was drafted one round prior, both very strong players at the point of attack and guys who can reset the line of scrimmage and play very good against the run. So it's very clear that the Rams want to have a number of bodies up front, either from the rookie class or guys that are more established that are going to stop the run first and then bring in whatever they can after that with Aaron Donald and so on and so forth to rush the passer. So very interesting to see what they have there. The edge rusher spots, not as many interesting players there. Seventh round pick Chris Garrett, of course, is going to be a question mark and we're going to see how that one works out. But outside of him, there's not a ton left over from the guys that didn't already contribute last year. The Terrell Lewis's that we mentioned, the Justin Hollins, who we had yet to mention. But outside of that, there is not a ton at this position. So I think the edge rusher spot, probably more question marks for the Rams going into the season than the defensive line or the interior trio. And of course, one of the weaker spots on the roster in general. But at the same time, the Rams were able to bring back Leonard Floyd, of course, on a big money contract. And they did draft Terrell Lewis in the third round and Obo Okoronko in the fourth round a few years prior. And Obo has done a little bit, you know, in terms of the flashing when he's gotten on the field. But, you know, there hasn't been very consistent play from any of these guys. So it's going to be interesting to see Can anyone step up? Can anyone stand out and really seize a starting role or a strong role in terms of the snap share at this position? But either way, when you have Aaron Donald on your defensive line, everyone is going to stand to benefit from that. I think we all understand that by now, whether it's in your run stuffing efforts because your defensive tackles are going to eat up maybe a few more blocks and let Aaron Donald penetrate into the backfield or especially on pass rushing downs where Donald is maybe the biggest threat in the NFL as a pass rusher right now, and teams are going to allocate a ton of resources to try and slow this guy down. And notice how I said slow down, not stop, because, I mean, nobody's stopped this guy to this point. So, you know, two or three linemen, we're talking double and triple teams. You're going to have running backs dedicated to him, tight ends as chip blocks and things like that. And, I mean, that's going to really make everyone else's job easier. So, It's going to be fun to see, can anybody on this defensive line outside of Aaron Donald step up as a pass rusher? Because I think there's a lot more questions in their ability to rush the passer than there is to stop the run. But but that's going to be something we're going to dive into the coming segments here. First, I want to dive into the recap of last season, take a look at how these guys did last year and break down what they're good at and what they didn't do so well. And then, of course, share our projection going forward through the next season for the Los Angeles Rams and their defensive line in this training camp positional preview series. The fitness industry is designed to confuse you. And I know that firsthand because over the last two and a half, three years at this point, I've lost 155 pounds and you're going to hear all kinds of weird things coming from the left, coming from the right. Do this diet, do this training. If you guys are looking to lose weight, 
maximize your protein intake and move any way you find desirable. One of those ways that you can get that protein intake every day is by checking out our sponsor at Built Bar. They have by far the best protein bars I've ever tried. And I'm telling you guys, I've tried all of them. The texture is absolutely unlike any other protein bar out there. And they have so many different flavors, all of which taste great, by the way, that you can design your box. You can pick and choose which flavors you prefer. And there are so many to choose from. I mean, these selections are never ending. They're also healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They're high in fiber. And if you're on the keto diet, they even work for you. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the second segment here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Another new week, another Monday episode here, and we're really making our way through this roster. We're going to continue with this defensive line positional preview series prior to training camp coming around. And now is the fun part because we get to dive into some of the in-depth PFF numbers that I have here dug up from this unit from last year. And I think it's very interesting because, of course, you know, not everyone is going to be on this list from the guys that they recently added, but still the main key contributors, of course, did play for the Rams last year. Guys like Donald, Floyd, of course, and things like that. But, you know, the Rams did lose a lot of good players, guys that were very big contributors for them. Michael Brockers, another defensive tackle, and Morgan Fox, of course. And, you know, these guys were very impactful players. So the Rams are going to ultimately need to find a way to replace those guys that they lost. But it always is going to begin up front with Aaron Donald. And when you look at the sack statistics, Aaron Donald led the way with 13 and a half. Leonard Floyd with his first double-digit sack season in the NFL with a 10.5 total. And then after him, the next three guys, the third, fourth, and fifth most sacks for the Rams last year, all guys that departed. Morgan Fox came in third with six. He's now with the Carolina Panthers. Michael Brockers in fourth with his five sacks. Of course, now he's with the Lions. And then Samson Ebukam, a guy that nobody really thought was a great player at this point in his career, came in fifth with only three and a half sacks. And of course, he is with the divisional rival San Francisco 49ers. But that does not leave a lot of actual production in terms of the guys that they had last year. Justin Hollins, another guy that rotated a lot in that edge spot, only three total sacks last year. Obo Okoronkwo, only one single sack. Sebastian Joseph Day, one single sack. Terrell Lewis, one single sack. Guys that were not very productive. And of course, you know, there were a lot of injury issues for some of these guys. Okoronkwo only had 120 pass rushing snaps. Sebastian Joseph Day, only 193. Terrell Lewis, only 81. So, you know, we're not talking about guys that were necessarily playing full complement of snaps or 60 snaps per game. So, of course, their statistics are going to take a slight hit and not be as high in terms of the totals. But again, just a lot to be desired in terms of what they left on the field because now you're going into the season. And again, we talked about this often. Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald, those are going to be your standout players, the guys that you can probably rely on, you know, regardless of what's happening around them. But is anybody else going to be able to step up? You know, we talked about the run-stuffing efforts. I think the Rams are going to be very, very stout in that regard. You know, you look at Sebastian Joseph Day and Ashawn Robinson, two of the best run-stuffing nose tackles or defensive linemen in the NFL. And then behind them, you got sort of like an embarrassment of riches with guys like Greg Gaines, who's also pretty solid in that regard. Of course, a little bit unproven, but that's what he's known to do well. And then behind him, Bobby Brown, the fourth-round rookie. Again, same thing with him. So, the Rams have a lot of depth when it comes to stopping the run, and that's something they're obviously going to prioritize. That's very clear at this point, 
But after that, are they going to have anybody that could rush the passer? Because, you know, Terrell Lewis, a big question mark. Justin Hollins, not really consistent. Obo Okoronko, a big question mark. Sebastian Joseph Day, guys like that, very good run stuffers. But can they really give you anything in a pass rushing perspective? I'm not really sure. You look at the total pressures last year. Of course, again, Aaron Donald led the way with 98. The next closest player, Leonard Floyd, only 44. He had half of the pressures that Aaron Donald had. I mean, that really goes to show you just how special Aaron Donald is as a player. But not only that, the sizable gap between the number one best pass rusher on the team and the next closest pass rusher on the team. A huge gap. And then again, you look at numbers three and four, Michael Brockers, Morgan Fox, the next guy's up with 28 and 25 pressures apiece. I mean, the only guys here, when you look at it from a interesting perspective, Okoronko, again, he only had one sack, like we mentioned, which is not great, but he had 18 total pressures. So he was clearly getting close to quarterbacks, but he's got to do a better job of converting some of those pressures into actual production, into sacks, because, you know, pressures, yeah, they're great, but sometimes a pressure might not mean anything. A quarterback might really be able to stand in that pocket take that pressure, maybe take a hit and still complete a pass or still get a touchdown or whatever the case is. So sometimes, yeah, the pressures are good. And of course, they're very predictive and, you know, do a good job of actually proving who's a good, consistent pass rusher. But a pressure is never going to be as valuable as a sack unless it's ending in some sort of an interception or pick six. And of course, that's not very often. So, you know, you look at some of the other guys, Justin Hollins, only 10 total pressures last year. Joseph Day, nine. Terrell Lewis, nine. So, Again, a lot that is left to be desired. Now, you look at some of the efficiency numbers, the win percentage and things like that. Aaron Donald, of course, led the way with a 24.6% win percentage. But Okoronko, a guy that I've talked about on this podcast, 19.2. He came in second on the team with a 19.2%. The next closest after that was Samson Ebukam with his 15.5. So there is a big gap between number one and number two, and then number two and number three. So Again, Okoronko needs to be able to convert some of these pressures into sacks and actual production. But when you look at a guy that can actually get to the quarterback a little bit, this is a guy that can do that. He just needs to find a way to stay healthy. And not only that, but try to just be more consistent because I feel like there were certain games where he came on and when he came on, he was doing a good job. But in some games where his moves just weren't working and in those games, you know, he was pretty much a completely non-factor when it comes to the pass rushing aspect of things. So, you know, still a guy with a lot of potential, in my opinion, of course, you know, that doesn't mean anything if you can't live up to it or if you can't get on the field because of injuries. But you talk about this edge rusher position still leaving something to be desired. A lot of question marks for Okoronkwo, Terrell Lewis, guys like that. If there's any one guy that I think can legitimately step up for this group, it's got to be Obo because this is a guy that has proven that he can get to the quarterback. He just needs to stay healthy. And yeah, he might not be an elite player or an elite pass rusher. He's not going to be J.J. Watt or Khalil Mack, but he doesn't need to be. As long as he can be a guy that can somewhat pair with a Leonard Floyd and maybe offer you know 30 pressures in a season or 40 pressures in a season, get closer to what Leonard Floyd did last year, you're looking at one of the more dangerous defensive lines. But you know it's obviously a long shot because if things don't work out and nobody does develop and Lewis is the next guy up or Lewis and Oboe suffer injuries and things like that, which is you know what these past suggests is probably going to happen, then you're looking at a unit that you know has one player that's special and then one player that's decent to average, maybe above average in Leonard Floyd. And I mean, teams are going to be able to really, really bear down and focus on those guys and prove 
that you know they can't stop these guys and be happy to let anybody else on the defensive line try to wreck the game for them. And you know the Rams don't really have any guys like that outside of those two that we mentioned a lot on this podcast. So a lot of question marks for this unit. But at the same time, the Rams do have some bodies at this spot. Of course, the most special player in the NFL, Aaron Donald. And then you look behind him, a solid contributor in Leonard Floyd. And then sure, some question marks in guys like Obo Okoronko, Terrell Lewis. But at the same time, We're still talking about very talented players that have flashed a decent amount in the NFL, especially Oboe, but again, they need to stay healthy, they need to prove that they're consistently good, and that they can bring a lot to this table, and that ultimately, maybe the Rams don't need to draft you know, a pass rusher in the second round next year, or go out in free agency and spend a lot of money on somebody, because one of these guys could potentially produce and develop, so it's going to be fun to see how that works out, but in the final segment, we're going to dive into the projection for these guys going into next season, and I'm going to take a stab at talking about the starting lineup, as well as which guys may factor into which roles for the Rams across their defensive line in 2021. And while we've got you here at the Locked on Rams podcast, make sure to keep checking back throughout the rest of the week because we're going to get finished with this entire defense in terms of their training camp positional breakdown. And then we're going to gear up for the actual beginning of training camp practices next week. If you guys are into betting, you should absolutely check out Bet Online. They are one of our sponsors for this episode, betonline.ag. We're talking about every sport you can imagine. The NBA Finals are currently on. The NHL playoffs just ended. The Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, once again. That's pretty interesting. You got the Euro Cup that just passed. UFC, MMA action. We've seen the fight the past week with Dustin Poirier as well as Conor McGregor. A little bit unfortunate, but if you guys are into watching sports and you're into sports betting... They have every sport you can imagine from season-long betting to in-game betting, week-to-week type stuff. Make sure to take a look over there. All you have to do is get on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this defensive line special episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I am your host, Sosa Kremenjas, and we're finally diving into this final segment here where we're going to share our projection for how things may play out for this unit going into this next season for the Rams. So, The very first place I want to begin is the starting lineup, and I kind of mentioned it in the first segment, but I tend to believe, of course, it's going to be a 3-4 defense, and they should line up like this. Aaron Donald at one defensive end spot, Sebastian Joseph Day at the nose tackle spot, and then the final defensive end spot, Ashawn Robinson moving into the edge rusher spots. The starters, in my opinion, again, Leonard Floyd at the same linebacker spot where you're going to want him going up against tight ends and trying to set the edge against the run. And then at the will linebacker, edge rusher, whatever position you want to call it, it should be Obo Okoronkwo. I think he's the next best suited to start at that spot. I'm sure some people would lean maybe Terrell Lewis. Maybe some others might go Justin Hollins. And then maybe some others might even go somewhere else. Maybe a Chris Garrett or someone like that. But I tend to believe Obo is the next best option and the guy that probably should start and likely will start. But again, this is why they have training camp practices. This is why they have preseason games because... 
Somebody is going to get a lot of reps to impress here, and whoever does the best could ultimately win maybe a role or a starting position because there is definitely going to be a lot of competition here, and I do not think it's set in stone outside of you know those three defensive linemen and maybe Leonard Floyd, but again, outside of that, there is going to be a lot of competition for these spots and for the roles that may happen. So diving into the roles, you know, you're going to look at guys that are going to be run stuffers first. And I think that's going to be your Sebastian Joseph days, your Ashawn Robinson, the Greg Gaines, maybe a little bit of Bobby Brown, the third, the fourth round rookie. I don't think he's going to play a ton of snaps this year, but I think he'll come off the bench a little bit and get a few reps as well as Ernest Brown, the fifth round rookie. So I think all of those guys should be able to factor in a little bit when it comes to the run stuffing efforts. And the Rams do like to rotate along their defensive line, like most teams do. You know, you want to keep everyone fresh throughout the entire duration of a game. And of course, now there's an extra game in the season. So you really want to try and extend these guys' health and ability to actually get through an entire season. So there's that added aspect of it too, which really makes you believe that a lot of these guys are actually going to see snaps and they all should have the opportunity to produce at least in a run stuffing aspect. Moving on to maybe the most important aspect, the reason guys get paid, the reason a guy like Leonard Floyd absolutely broke the bank for the Rams last year is their pass rushing production. Who is going to be able to stand out in this regard? And of course, again, it begins with number 99, Aaron Donald. I tend to believe, you know, with how his career has gone, this is a guy that's going to be earmarked for sure for double-digit sacks, again, barring anything crazy injury-wise, but he should be able to get close to that 15-sack mark, I think, and that's going to depend, obviously, how good the Rams are on offense. Are they going to give him more opportunities to rush the passer because they're ahead, or you know, is this team going to be a weird disappointment where you know they're playing from behind, which I don't think anyone expects? So Aaron Donald, I think he's going to be above the 90 total pressure mark, like always, and close to that 15-sack marker. Now, after him, Floyd is probably the next best pass rusher. Again, I do believe he should be in the range of about 40 total pressures like he was last year, though I do think that total sack mark of 10.5 is probably going to regress a little bit. I hope it doesn't, but you know he had a pretty easy way to actually go to you know clean up pressures or pursue pressures last year because Aaron Donald is so good and Brandon Staley was so good at finding ways for these guys to actually get to the quarterback not necessarily just by beating guys one-on-one but by scheme and by these loops and stunts up front so you know they might not have that this season and that's why I think his sack numbers might go down a little bit but he should still put together a really good season after that is where things really become muddy but I think Obo Okoronko, as long as he can stay healthy, he should be the third player when it comes to total pressures. And if he's healthy, you know what? I think this is a guy that could get to that 30, 40, 50 pressure mark. And to be quite honest with you, if he can play 16 games this season or 17, let's say, and Leonard Floyd plays 17 and they both play the equal amount of snaps, I really do think Okoronko could get more pressures in a season than Leonard Floyd could. I really do think he has that kind of talent. This was a guy I really liked coming out of Oklahoma. And, you know, you look at the numbers last year on an efficiency basis, he was definitely better than Leonard Floyd. Now, again, it was on a much smaller sample size. But, you know, you look at the win percentage, 19.2 for Okoronko, Leonard Floyd only a 10.8. You look at the pressure percentage, again, Okoronko a 15.0 and Leonard Floyd a lot less at 9.3. So, again, efficiency is the name of the game here and Okoronko proved that you know this is a guy even on a small sample size or only on a handful of snaps or opportunities can make things happen so 
that's going to be my hot take. I know you guys sometimes say I don't really have many hot takes, but I think he could total more pressures in a season if healthy than Leonard Floyd could. So that's one thing. After that, I don't really think the Rams are going to have any dominant pass rushers or anyone that's really going to stand out in a huge regard. I think the rest of the guys are mostly going to be run stuffers first and whatever they can give you in a pass rushing sense, you know, if they can give you 15, 20 pressures, maybe three, four, five sacks, that kind of thing, you're going to take it. You're going to be happy with it because we all know it all starts and ends with Aaron Donald. If this guy can put together a legendary season like he always seems to do, then you're going to have a good defensive line and you're going to have a good opportunity to make quarterbacks uncomfortable snap after snap, week after week. If he somehow drops off or God forbid something happens with an injury, your defensive line is going to be in big trouble. And in my opinion would be, you know, one of the bottom five, bottom six units in the NFL, because that's how special this guy is. And that's how easy he makes everything for everyone else. Because Man, this guy is getting double and triple teamed more than any other player in football. And when that happens, like I said, Brandon Staley was able to take advantage of it last year. It's going to be very cool to see what Raheem Morris can do with this line and the defense in general and what kind of flavor he's going to bring to this unit because if he can continue to build off of what Staley brought last year with these stunts up front, bringing guys from different edges, you know, blitzing from this heavy side on the right side once, on the left side once, bringing a corner on a blitz, trying to confuse offensive lines, you're really going to give your guys the best shot possible to be productive on more than just a man-on-man basis, trying to win every single snap. But from a schematic standpoint as well, those are the great defensive coordinators. Those are the guys that are able to separate themselves from the average or good defensive coordinators. And it's going to be fun to see, is Raheem Morris going to be that guy? And can he have this defense humming at a level like last season? Maybe not the number one defense anymore, but if we're talking about a good performance, I think you would be happy with a defense that lands anywhere inside the top 10, but especially in that top eight, that would be great to see. But again, a lot of question marks on this side of the ball, and it does begin with that defensive line, but they're not the only unit here that's going to make or break this season for the defense on this Rams squad because we got the linebacker unit to look at as well as the secondary, which may be the most important unit on this side of the ball. But that's what we're going to dive into in the future segments here at the Locked on Rams podcast. So make sure to keep checking back in with us here throughout the rest of the week because we're going to move our way back into the linebacker unit next and finish off with the secondary soon. Hopefully we can get it done by the end of this week. So as always, I appreciate you guys for diving into another episode here and listening to another episode at the Locked on Rams pod. Make sure to check back for those remaining positional groups that we're going to dive into hopefully by the end of this week and just a reminder you guys can come connect with us on twitter at qb's mep and at locked on rams please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes content breaking news and a whole lot more